continues. One of his kind, stalked and eliminated an elite special forces crew in Central America. There were two survivors. They indicated that when trapped, the creature activated a self-destruct device that destroyed enough rainforest to cover 300 city blocks. Remarkable weaponry. That's right, Lieutenant. Other world life forms. Huh? A f***ing alien. Look, Badway, I'm not trying to take sides here. But I think Lieutenant Mike Harrigan should probably listen to, to Gary Busey here because I don't think he knows what he's actually talking about or dealing with. I, I don't think he was listening at all when he was trying to explain to him that there was an alien. What? There's a, a what? There's a huh? There's a what? I don't think he knows what he's dealing with. And I think Gary Busey, you know, it's like jurisdiction for a reason. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's just dead bodies strung up by their legs, skinned, filleted, the normal stuff in uh, 1997 Los Angeles. So. I thought that was just the Jamaican gang or whatever, whatever it was, right? Yeah, it, was, it was Screwface. Yeah, it must have been a Screwface situation. Rituals. Where's, yeah. where's Steven Seagal when you need yeah. him? <laughs> well, welcome back to episode 113 of the Last Row Podcast. This is part two of, of Predator Month, if you haven't figured that out. What? If, huh? if, you're, if you're new to the show and you don't know what the Predator is, go back to thelastrowpodcast.com, huh? check out Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, anywhere you can get your podcasts and, and look up episode 112, which was the first part of our, our Predator month. Uh, you know, Send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of, of Predator month so far and tweet at us at the Last Row Pod, Facebook, everywhere you go. Uh, check us out. And uh, if you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us the five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Podchaser. Thanks to oh, everyone that left one. I'm going to be honest, people. It's been a few weeks since we've gotten a new five-star review. Yeah. So I'm going to you know, challenge you guys. Tell somebody. Yeah. Hey, Last Row Podcast. Check them out. You know what? Don't check them out, but just leave them a five-star review. <laughs> Can we get one new one this week? Just we one. did. What did we do? Fifty for the split. Fifty for we the should, split. Should we give people an incentive for for a hundred? Like I don't know. We got to try to get to a hundred. I guess yeah, I, I don't know there. what that is. Yeah. We'll take suggestions. Let us know what you want us to do for the <laughs> for the hundredth <laughs> hundredth review. The last for podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and, and and let us know. But anyway, welcome back, Badway. Here we are. Here we part are two. for the Predator Part D. Coming out November 21st, 1990. Drew, did you know that this movie existed in 1990? I don't think so. I, I, didn't, I've, I saw it on HBO at my grandmother's house, like on her hot box, I think. Yeah. It might have been the year 2000 before I even realized that Predator 2 was an actual thing. Like I, didn't, I don't think I knew the sequel existed. I, I saw it in the 90s for sure, yeah. because I remember my, my cousin and I used to watch mm-hmm. like movies at my grandmother's house, watching HBO and all the, the paid channels. And I, This is a very 90s movie, even though it's yeah. like right on the cusp. But I, I remember liking this as a kid, especially it, that scene yeah. at the end. It's, it's more 91 than 89, that's for sure. I agree with that. It straddles the, <laughs> straddles the decade there. Mm-hmm. With a runtime of one hour and 48 minutes. Eh, just, that's, that's just right. right. That's about right. I like it. Uh, one more minute higher than uh, than the Predator. So one, one better. longer. One better, better one longer. <laughs> uh, as, we'll, as we'll get into, though, a lower, a lower body count, which is yes. un- unacceptable for a sequel. Uh, <laughs> action sci-fi genre, of course, directed by our boy, Stephen Hawkins? Hawkins. Hopkins. Ho- Hopkins. Hopkins. Now, uh, do you know uh, what uh, Stephen Hopkins is famous for? You know what? I actually do. You know, I always ask you and you never know. And now you know? I look this up because I know you ask me every week. So I said, you know what? 
I said to myself, Drew, you better you better do some IMDb research yeah. here just, <laughs> you, to, just to help that way out. You hunted for a fake factoid. I hunted for. Is that what you did? This is this is take it for what you will, bad way. But I'm going to hit you up with some truth bombs here. So, okay. did you know that Stephen Hopkins? Don't call him Hawkins. Was given the task of directing Predator Two after greatly impressing the studio when directing. Guess what? A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child from oh, 1989. Sure. The best one, yeah, of course. So he had been given just four weeks to shoot and further four weeks to edit the film. That meant that he had to shoot on one stage while the crew dressed the other, allowing them to shoot almost continually. Jeez. I mean, did, did they pay him in like food or something? Like, geez. They paid him in, in predator human yeah. skulls. That's what they, they paid him, him in. Yeah, they got him on the cheap chicken bones from, from King Wolf or what, what's the what? King, King Willie? King Willie. <laughs> What what I what I don't understand is like I don't think that he impressed them. I think they were like, we need a guy that's gonna come in here and do what we say. Four weeks to shoot. Yeah, we need someone were, that's gonna try to get their break. They were scrambling and they needed a yes man who was desperate to make his name. That's not what they to did. take anything away from Hopkins. I don't know. No. I actually don't know what else he did. You probably do. Yeah. And I think for as uneven as this movie is, I mean, I don't think the directing necessarily no. is a problem. I like it. I, I thought there were some really uh, interesting choices, like for the good. I, so. I agree with you. And uh, yeah, I didn't have any. This guy has not done much, so I didn't have anything for him. The only thing that uh, us, uh, you know, old school fans of of Drew and Badway, um, the Bauer Hour, our old podcast. I mean, this guy directed a bunch of twenty four episodes. Did he? I didn't yeah, know he that. Did. Yes, he did. What season did they say? Uh, two, it just said two thousand two. So I'm, okay. a, I'm that's thinking like season that's two, like think, season right? two or three. Or two or three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yep. a good one. That's a good one. In the heyday yeah. of twenty four. Yep. So a uh, Predator two IMDb six point three out of ten. Probably uh, probably about right. Too low. Too no, low. it's about right. If anything, too high, but too probably right. Uh, too low. <laughs> made a 32%. Way too low. Come on. That's too Way low. Way too yeah. low. It's too low. I made a critic 46%. Too low. Yeah, it should be like 50, 52. Too low. 52. Yeah. Letterbox 2.9 out of 5. Too That's low. Right. Come That's on. Right. That's about right. Come For on. For Letterbox, too low. Yeah. 56,000 plus votes. So what happened in Predator 2? Los Angeles is enduring a heat wave and a crime wave. <laughs> The rare double wave. The double wave. Have you ever have you ever seen it? I've never not, seen it. Not a heat and a crime wave at Jeez. the same time, man. Jeez. Usually there's too much sweat. The the, yeah. the guns are falling out of their hands. Yeah. yeah, man. So the pressure on police officer Michael Harrigan, aka Danny Glover. And by the way, I'm gonna call Danny Glover Donald Glover. Like I'm gonna mix those <laughs> names up all day. And so Murtaugh? Just, yeah, so please yeah, so please bear with me if I call him Murtaugh, Danny, or Donald. You know who I mean. <laughs> to solve a strange string of murders is mounting. Harrigan thinks the culprit can be found among the warring gangs and drug cartels. But FBI special agent Peter Keyes, Gary Busey, knows the horrible truth. The killer is a fearsome extraterrestrial with keen hunting abilities that include superior night vision and the power to make itself invisible. I got a lot of problems with this Rated R. I got a lot of problems with this. It's not really night vision. It's it's infrared vision. So, you know. Yeah, Yeah, you you get night vision during the day, buddy. Right, synopsis right And so are they saying that the pressure is on him to solve the murders because of also the heat wave? Because it's a double heat wave and crime wave, Look, people so the pressure are, is on. People are hot and scared, all right? <laughs> They're hot and bothered. Did you, ever, did, you ever, did you ever hear Son of Sam, the summer of, summer of 69 or whatever the hell yeah. it was? People were hot <laughs> and scared and it was a thing. They're, they're hot and bothered. You know, maybe I'm out of, out of line by saying this, but Summer of Sam wouldn't have been so bad if it was like the fall. It was a little cooler? If he started killing people when it was a little cooler out, the it would have been, been less scary. I think. Would it be? 
But then you got the Halloween fall, there. But you can't say the fall of Sam. That that implies <laughs> that he like is already gone. He fell away. The fall of Sam. Him. Autumn of Autumn of Sam. Well, maybe the fall was it. So it was the yeah. summer of Sam and the fall of Sam, right? In the, the fall, the, he fell. The football weather of Sam. <laughs> Oh my God! You know what? And for once, it's not two a.m. right now, so we got to yeah. tell people that this is the first yeah, time. We're, we're actually we're actually insane. It's not just late yeah. hours. We're just plain insane. Oh yes. my God! All right, let's go with the taglines. There's some there's some there's some good ones here. I'll, I'll say this. I don't want to uh, spoil it for you, but there's I'll some get good to judge ones. Of that. Yeah. All right, ready? You, you don't get to judge it. I judge it. Predator two colon pull over park and pray. Was there an actual colon? No, I just made it up. But, okay, well, you know, I, I like it, to say that. Dock it at a point, man. Put it at the bottom of the poster. So envision the poster, then you see this. Because we even I, posted the picture for Predator Month. But I don't even get it. Like, we're in a car? I don't I don't understand. I, I don't really get it either. I Next. guess it's hot out, right? So it's a heat wave. <laughs> your, your car overheated. Pull over and pray. I'm going to pull over a park, then the AC's off. Then what? Yeah. This next one makes zero sense to me. So it's probably just an instant burp. But lions, yeah. tigers, bears, oh my. That doesn't even sound like a real one. That doesn't make like sense. Fake, that, that sounds like an IMDb fake. Isn't that from like Wizard of Oz or something? That's like, you know, it's, it's just next one, please. All right, Predator 2. He's in town with a few days to kill. That's now we're like, talking. Dude, now that's we're, like Now all-timer. we're talking. I like it. That's like all-timer. And when <laughs> we posted gonna... the poster for this, that yeah. was like, man, this is like spoiler for like maybe best tagline of, of yeah. the whole 113 episodes we've done here. Pretty damn good. All right, ready? Predator 2, Silent, Invisible, Invincible, The Ultimate Hunter, this time, Los Angeles, 1997. When his damn biography is too many. Too much. Too many things. Too long. List three things maximum. (laughs) Too long. Too long. (laughs) He's not invincible. He's not invincible. Cut it out. He isn't. Clearly he isn't. He died. He bleeds instantly. (laughs) Uh, Hunting season opens again. Okay. Okay. All right. The Ultimate Hunter. Yeah, Yeah, bland. Mm. Wasn't it The Ultimate Warrior, the first one? I think so. This time he's coming to a different kind of jungle. They should have said, the comma, ur- a concrete jungle. A concrete jungle, the urban jungle. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah, it needed a little little tweak. But yeah. I, yeah. Not bad. Too short. Too short. Yeah. Uh, too low. This yeah. time, Los Angeles, 1997. Look out. Yeah. I <laughs> needed that. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> I'm here <laughs> for you. Too vague. Too vague. He's in town with a few days to kill, man. Add that yeah. to the whole of Clearly, tagline. All time tagline. He's in town with a few days to kill. I love what it. do you what do you think of the financials for this? So twenty to thirty million dollar budget, which is actually pretty high for nineteen ninety, I feel, for some of these types of movies. I know there's special effects, but it had a return of fifty seven point one cumulative worldwide gross estimated. Yeah. Like not kind of a flop. No, well, I mean they made money. Like I've, But not what they would have expected, right? The first dude, the, one was great. Yeah, but the way the way that people talk about the second one or the lack of of, of speaking about it, it's almost forgotten, right? True. Or the fact that I didn't know it existed for 10 years of my life, right? Um, I would have thought it would have been, you know, a money loser, right? True. So, so I don't I, know what the marketing budget was, I guess, but I mean, fair enough. But I think for an R-rated movie, uh, a sequel not, you know, not promising uh, Arnold to return, I think it's, you know, I think making money is a win here. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into that. Oh, because we'll, we'll, get into that. we'll get into that later. Hashtag we'll get to that later. I have Ooh. I have some some other IMDb some, facts some, for you. Some detailed files on that. What about so the awards? And this one's interesting. So it was nominated for three Saturn Awards in in ninety two, which was the eighteenth annual Saturn Awards. And it was weird because it was like mixed with some years. But just take me for my word. I saw it on Wikipedia. There was three awards that it was nominated for: it was best science fiction film, best makeup, and best special effects. And it, it did not win any of these. Uh, I'll come back to it in a second. It was also nominated for Australian Cinematographer Society Award. Uh, it mm. won for Cinematographer of the Year, 
in Fair. 91, Peter Levy. And then Fantasporto, which is an International Fantasy Film Award. It was also nominated for Best Film, and Stephen Hopkins was, was a nominee. But let me tell you about the Saturn Awards, man. Let me tell you mm-hmm. about this. So it lost Best Special Effects, and I'll tell you who else it was up against and then who it lost to. So Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Okay. This was in it, Predator 2, right? A movie yep. called Warlock. The Rocketeer. Yeah. Warlock had some crazy effects. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. Yeah. And then Frankenstein Unbound. So these were all nominees, and they all yeah. lost to a little-known movie called Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, which, tough crowd. Tough. And those special effects still look good. So yeah, it's hard to, to, to argue dude, with that. Dude, let me tell you, though. I mean, I think these special effects held up in Predator 2. And, and about them winning the uh, cinematographer of the year, I think the cinematography was the movie's biggest strength. I agree. I, I think it, it was shot. Great. It was shot very well. Shot very beautifully. Yeah. And so yeah, I totally, I totally get that. I'm glad they got some recognition for it. I thought it looked really, really good. And yeah. and the visuals of this and just the aesthetics of it were were great. I thought personally. And yeah. uh, so the 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 other one that that it was was a best makeup, right? So it lost. So here's the other nominees. So a movie called Body Parts, Nothing But Trouble, mm-hmm. Terminator Two was also in this. Oh. Night of the Living Dead, which I'm surprised that didn't win. And it actually lost to The Silence of the Lambs, which is yeah. interesting. Dude, Nothing But Trouble is a batshit crazy movie. I've never seen that. Yeah. It's like a horror-ish comedy. Yeah. I've it's never like a seen really, it. really, really dark comedy. I think Chevy Chase is in it. Among is he? Others. Yeah. When it, and then you got Best Science Fiction Film. So you already heard that Terminator 2 was part of this. So that actually won this category. It was mm-hmm. also up against Grand Tour, Disaster in Time, Frankenstein Unbound, Prayer of the Roller Boys and the Rocketeer. So it, it lost Terminator 2. It's hard to argue that. I mean, we, yeah. I still, we haven't done that on this, this show. We will eventually, but that's a great movie. One of my all-time favorites. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Well, we talk about a little bit about this and we'll, we'll mention this quite throughout. Like we talk about Predator Month and trying to compare the two movies without rehashing too much of this. Like, you mentioned the body count is lower. What? How does this compare to, to Predator 1 from, from 87? So you take the Predator body count and you cut it in half, pretty much. Really? And, and then you got your Predator 2. 46 dead bodies in this Predator 2, allegedly, from our boys at uh, alloutofbubblegum.com. How many deaths? Uh, like, that was dead bodies, right? And that includes, like, the war scene or the yeah. war, well, deaths, the war zone? Yeah, deaths, dead bodies, what, what, what you say. So yeah. the Predator got 26. Um, Danny Glover got six. Uh, Colombian drug lord El Scorpio with five. And um, Danny Glover's uh, partner, Leona Cantrell, got one. And then, you know, Goldtooth. You know, our, our boy Goldtooth, <laughs> Goldtooth. With, with, a knife, with a knife kill. Goldtooth. Uh, you know, our, our, Jamaican, our Jamaican drug thug. Got, got the one kill in there. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. The movie, it certainly felt violent for sure. It did. But it, it's absolutely less gory. And overall numbers far inferior to Predator One, and that's interesting because usually the sequel they dial it up. Yeah, and you you would think they'd maybe make the kills count with more blood, and they if they have less kills, they'd kind of up the gore factor. But no, 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 they didn't. Maybe that was a budget thing. I don't know. It could have been. It might have been a budget thing, and they didn't. You know, with the resources they had, maybe they didn't want it to look too, you know, cheesy or or, or kind of cheap looking. So maybe they went for a less uh, an understated approach. I don't know. I thought the interesting thing was you talk about strung up bodies. I thought that there was more of that this time because like oh, especially yeah. in the house and the like sacrifice of the Jamaican uh, cartel or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like they, we talk about Screwface and there's some obviously comparisons to Mark for Death from the movie that we did with Steven Skull. 
they were, I couldn't tell if they were like worshiping the predator or not. It seems as almost as if they knew that he was going to come. It was like a weird vibe. I don't know if you got that when you I watched that part. I don't, I didn't get that. No, I did not see that. Um, it was weird. I think it was me. just their own thing. You know, I think they just pulled from whether it's correct or not, you know, uh, Jamaican voodoo lore that may or may not be correct that, you know, it's Hollywood. So we're going to, we're going to Hollywood it up. Hollywood I think it it's up. just, I think it's that, it's that whole thing. What about Arnold? So we talked about Arnold was not in this. You have Danny Glover and, and we'll talk about him in return of the, him to our podcast, the triumphant return. Ooh. Arnold was, I think they wanted him in this. So I, I found an yeah. article on Absolutely. giant freaking robot and who doesn't want Arnold in their movie? No. But the 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 crux of it was that they said no, and it was apparently a dispute over money. So they said that you know, according to the producer, it was over a, a quarter of a million, so it's two hundred fifty k, and the studio just wouldn't refuse to pay him. Do you think that was a mistake? Do you think they should have paid him to yes. come back? If I was a millionaire, Drew, I would use two hundred fifty thousand dollars of my own money to get Arnold in another Predator movie. I mean, it's not that much money. I know it's 1990, but this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, he yeah. was huge. Where was the GoFundMe back in 1990 to get this guy at the Kickstarter. movie? Kickstarter. Like, Let's come do on. It. And, and in, in parallel to that, they had to create some weird backstory where then you heard Keyes talk about it during the movie, which was Gary Busey. He talked about how, you know, they tracked him down to a hospital and Dutch was treated for radiation sickness because he was in the explosion at the end. And, you know, after hearing the account of the events, you know, Peter Keyes went out to find them in the jungle. They found some evidence of a spaceship and the deceased predator's ship returned to the home world, all this stuff. And basically they said Dutch escaped and he just vanished. Hmm. Would you just like that better if they never even talked about that? Like, I don't think it was necessary. No. And I guess you could, you could make an argument if you want to like make this uh, predator canon that maybe Dutch went into hiding because he knew that you know, the aliens would be back. They'd come back for him. Is it personal? Like, that's the other question we said, you know, what what happens if, like, if he didn't kill that predator, yeah. the predator would chase him to the ends of the earth. We said this in episode 112. Yeah. Is that the case? Like, the others are going to come back and get revenge? Or is it like, well, hey, he killed my friend. This guy wasn't good enough to beat him. So screw it. Good for him. So, I mean, I mean, not to talk about the ending right away, but we see in the end, Danny, right. Glover, Danny Glover bests the predator and the other predators come in and they're like, hey, man, good job, buddy. You got us this time. Yeah. You know, gives them the souvenir and off they go. That's not goodbye. That's see you later. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. Yeah. See you soon. Coming for yeah. you. Yeah. Final destination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the I final destination t- taglines. That's that's what they're talking about. Exactly. And, and even in the new movie Prey that we um that we that we find later. Um we're going to talk about that in a small detail later on in, in the show. There is a callback to that scenario coming up again, not to give too many spoilers because that is a new movie and I don't want to really spoil that yeah. movie. But there is like, there's some callbacks to past Predator movies to where you kind of, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe the Predators do get revenge in some way, shape or form later on, you know, after losing a fight. So, so yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about maybe let's compare these movies a little bit and then we'll get into like some specifics. But what do you, if I ask you outright, like, what do you think that you liked better about the first one. And then I'll ask you, what did you like better about the second one? Like, obviously they're very different movies. Yeah. What do you find better about the first well, one? Start well, with the, that. The Arnold of it all is obviously the first and foremost. And and really the, the personality of his crew. Right. Danny Glover didn't really have a crew. He had some partners. They weren't necessarily good characters. His, uh, his female partner was, you know, didn't, she didn't have anything to her. She didn't do much. No. 
and um, what's his name? Paxton. Bill, pa- Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton. He had his own shtick going on, but you know what did he really do? Like nothing stood out. He didn't. He didn't advance anything. Right. And he had a third partner as well who just who got himself killed, looked for clues. No, no, nothing stood out. Each character in Predator One had their own personality, which which and, and the picking off of them one by one is a heck of a lot better than just the picking off of random gang members, right. you know, here or there, or two thirds of your crew just getting killed in a subway, you know, <laughs> a massacre, a mass subway massacre, or whatever. <laughs> Not the uh, the yeah. massacre at the village. Yeah, <laughs> look right. what you made me do. Yeah. So yeah, just the, the overall character development, the personalities of, of the first one for sure. I do like the setting of the second one better. I know that might be um, that might be a disagreement for a lot of people, but me personally, I'm a city person more than a country person. I I, I prefer the city setting in my movies as well as as, as opposed to you know jungle, rainforest, country land. So what do you yeah. what, what about you? What do you say? I I like the first one for the same reason that you said. I love the Arnold aspect of it. I mean, he's obviously one of my favorite actors in this era of film. So I think he's great. And I, I agree with everything you said about the crew. Like there was a lot of personality to the different guys, like Jesse Ventura, the you know, the guy that cuts his chest, like all the different, you know, people and the things that they they did. I think that there was a lot of personality within that group. And this one was more like you got this loner cop that's out there trying to, you know, take take on something he doesn't even understand. And mm-hmm. I almost think that the first one was a bit more like a horror movie in that he was stalking them. And yeah. this one was more an action movie, which I also like, right? I like a lot of action sure. movies. So, and the second one, I think I liked the expansion, like the lore. So I liked the the fact that they showed the ship. I liked the scene oh, of them yeah. on the yeah. ship. I thought that sure. was really cool. And I love the fact that you know, that was actually like a set piece where they were fighting. And I thought that was that was a really awesome scene, especially when you see the other predators mm-hmm. and and them being there too. And they're all like hunting the hunting party, I think they called it. Yeah. And I like mm-hmm. where they showed the other skulls too, where you get the xenomorph skull and, and some of these other animals that essentially expands to make you understand, okay, they've been coming to earth for quite a while here. It's not just some random thing and a random event in a jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I thought it was really cool. And especially at the end, you mentioned when they give him the pistol, I thought that was really, really cool. It was like a yeah. prize where it was like he bested him. So here you go. Here's yeah. like a, a yeah. prize, which much, I thought was interesting. Like a lot of much res- I, I really love the respect that the other Predator yeah. showed at the end where it's like, oh, are they going to kill him? Nah, man, good job. You got us this time. You got us this time. Yeah. See you soon. See you soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but I feel like even uh, with the with the character development thing, even in the f- in the future movies, like pre- not counting the Alien vs. Predator ones, but in, you know, in Predators and The Predator, and pray, they kind of fixed that mistake right away in having a more ensemble. Yes, um, like Adrian Brody and his crew, they had personalities, they had they had different things about them. They 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 were kind of one note in their characters, but they, at least they had there was something that differentiated them and made you care about them in some way. And same thing with the with the Shane Black one, even though those characters are a little more annoying and a little more comicy, at least they existed. Yeah, uh, so you cared about a group right, whether than a one v one type thing. Even though Predator One ended up being a one v one thing, but yeah. you know, the majority of the movie it was him and his crew getting picked off one by one, and it got you there. Yeah, and Prey with uh, with the main character and even her dog and her family and mm-hmm. her tribe, like that's it's a mistake that was clearly made in this movie. This this movie is much better as a as a a group versus predator thing than a one v one. Yeah, and and I liked I liked the interesting fact that I saw. You know, we talk about the other predators being out there. There was a, a thing I saw on IMDb that said 
a lot of the hunting party members, like the other predators, were played by LA Lakers players because Danny Glover is like a big fan, and they yeah. needed really tall people. So what That's awesome. people to get then? You know, very tall basketball players. This Magic <laughs> I don't know who Johnson? they were. Magic Johnson was under the mask. What's it, this? It didn't say who they were, uh-huh. so I like to imagine that it was James like Worthy. It was yeah. James Worthy and Magic Johnson. It had to be the stars. <laughs> Couldn't be the bench players. It had to be. And, yeah. and but I thought that that was cool. And and I think it just it was a different setting. And I it's I think I like the jungle better personally, just because it was a little bit more suspenseful. But yeah. I like that they didn't just do the same exact thing. And I thought that so, was cool that they took it up a notch and did something yeah. different. Let me let me throw a caveat on my on my my pick of the city. So I think the potential to do this type of movie in a city would have there's so it's so much higher than what they actually did though. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know, maybe it was just the way what well, he was fighting. He was fighting the cartels. Um, and then he, you know, stumbled upon Danny Glover. And he decided that was going to be his big get. I don't know. I feel like just, I, I can't pinpoint it, but something's missing from this movie. And it's a, it, there's a reason why it's kind of forgettable, even though it's I generally enjoy it. There's something missing from it. And I feel like the, there was a missed opportunity to use the city, like the city being alive. You know, there was a touch of it in the subway. But mm-hmm. if we could have expanded that to have like population in the streets, innocent bystanders that may, maybe not, not necessarily get killed, but the differentiation of who has weapons, who doesn't have weapons. Use it in a live city. Maybe we're in a nightclub. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going too far. No, here. I like that. You know what I mean? Like to use a live city and not just have empty buildings. You know, one apartment building where he crashes yeah. an old lady's door, and just a, a bunch of warehouses. You know, a meat, a meat packing plant where there's no other people. There's nobody like, in there. Yeah, kind of like you know the Jason Manhattan scenario. Yes. Jason takes Manhattan where he's yeah, he intermixed with innocent people. Yeah, he <laughs> took it. It's his. <laughs> so, he took it over. You know, the predator did not take Los Angeles. Not not by a long shot. He <laughs> he took some warehouses, and some and some meat plants. He took a meat plant. Yeah. Oh like, man. The, if, if they could have used a live city more, but maybe they couldn't do it because of budget constraints. No, but I that, agree. That's with what you. I want. I wanted a, a predator in the city in a living, breathing city. You know what would and have been interesting? An interesting take on this, like. Think about like I don't want to go too far off the off the rails here, but like imagine if they sent him into like the Vietnam War or like a war zone, like World War II. Everyone's got guns. Well, like he that would have been cool, dude. He could change the war. Well, you know, then the Germans win. Then, well, yeah. then what? Then well, what? That, I mean, not that <sighs> I want that, but but imagine not that he's, like not that he's going for the Germans, but like you know, what if he just kills one more? <laughs> that would be an interesting yeah. take on it though, because his whole thing is he's only going to go after people that are, that are hunting. So yeah. what if other people are going at, you know, it's something, something in a war zone where there's like, they try to make this a war zone or, and we'll talk about the city in a second. Yeah. And maybe that's a good segue into it, right? The jungle versus the city vibe. Like there's obviously gangs everywhere. Like yeah. it's just interesting the way that they make this out to be. But I guess before we talk about that, like, what do you, we talked about, could we survive in the jungle last episode in, in episode 112? Mm. Could you survive in the city here? Like, which one do you think you'd have a better so, chance at? So I, I have this thing that I've, I've said, I don't think I've said it on the podcast, never came up, but I have this hypothetical scenario where I feel that if, if I was in a car <laughs> getting chased by a police in my home city, <laughs> that I could evade those cops and get away. Now, you know, license plates aside, they'll catch me a day later, but like, I feel like I could outrun the cops and su- successfully outmaneuver them to a point where they lose me for 24 <laughs> you know the hours. Streets better. Like you know, my 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 star rating in GTA would get would go to a zero. You know, I'd be able to get shop? away from them. Yeah. Get your car repainted yeah. in the shop. I'd be able to get away from the cops. That's my theory. I'm probably dead wrong, but you know, <laughs> we should test in, this out one day. Yeah. In similar case here, I feel like I would survive longer in the city in my city 
versus in some jungle that I don't know. I'll probably end up getting bit by a snake before the predator even touches me. <laughs> yeah, I see. I feel like I'm the opposite. Like I could lay in a ditch better in like in mud <laughs> than me in the city where I'd probably be the guy that gets clipped by one of the gang members. Yeah. Like these screw face gang. Yeah, you're in scene one. You're in that street. Just you come out of a grocery store <laughs> yeah. with with the with the with the brown paper bag of groceries. Yeah. El Scorpio is gonna yeah. get me after you he get shot. some coke. The bag falls over. The oranges roll out. King Willie, he's yeah. got me. Like the, yeah. the lettuce flies out of the bag. Yep. It's, it's I'm dead. Like but, I can't do that. But dude, let me tell you, is there a better let's clean up the streets program than having a predator in your house? That's the like, truth. In, in your city that's riddled with gang violence. <laughs> All violent crime would be gone if you just have the predator in your in your in your house. It's better than Batman. Maybe that's what Keys was trying to do. Like instead of stealing dude, their tech, dude, he wanted to clean the streets up. You know, you know how like you know Batman, he doesn't have guns. He doesn't do guns, right? Right. No, no uh, lethal weapons for Batman. If the <laughs> no. predator showed up in Gotham City and just started cleaning up the crime with murder, Batman would be so pissed. He'd he have would. nothing to do. He'd have nothing to do except try to hunt the predator. <laughs> but the predator won't kill him because he's not he because he's not a threat to kill the predator. He, he won't kill the predator, so obviously it's, the predator won't kill him. So it's going to be a standoff. It's forever. a big stalemate. It's a big. It's a big stalemate. But but long story short is there's no crime in Gotham anymore. That's true. Because so the predator's get, just taking them all out. Let's get the predator in our high crime areas. Let's Isn't do that this. where they like try to introduce like invade and you got invas- invasive species, so they try to introduce something else that's gonna yeah. like, get them out. So yeah. it's like the lantern flies here in the northeast. So yep. like, oh, let's get these uh, murder hornets or whatever and just throw them out there. <laughs> now, we're, them out. We're, now we're infested with murder hornets. <laughs> and it's like, wait, is that really gonna work? Like, yeah. do they study the ecosystem? Yep. <laughs> now every, every time you go grab a knife to go cut your steak, you might get you might get lasered by a the predator. Predator's gonna get because you. after they clean up all the crime they're going to be bored they're going to be looking for anything yeah. well he's got yeah. a knife so he's got a stick knife ah! <laughs> he's coming a, right for us what about the gangs like let's talk about this gang so you got king willie and el scorpio were they rivals i couldn't understand that like it oh, seemed yeah. they were right so el scorpio was he was the guy with the long hair that was should have had a ponytail he double uzi yeah double uzi should have yep. had a ponytail. He snorted like the entire case of Coke and went oh. like ballistic. Don't you love the handful? Just didn't even like, yeah. no, no chopping of the lines. Nope. Just give me that. <laughs> just give it to me. Yeah. He went like instantly like berserk, like Bane. He's talking about Batman. He was like Bane getting venom. Like he just went like veins are popping yeah. out. Yep. And then King Willie was the head of the uh, the Jamaican gang, right? And they Dude, were the ones King that were Willie. murdering people. Two things about King Willie. A, terrible name for, for a Jamaican crime lord, right? <laughs> King Willie... Where's Screwface at when you need yeah. him? Screwface. Now that's a name. Now Screwface was a little bitch, but at least he had a great <laughs> name. Using stunt that's, doubles. Who does that? Yeah, that's 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 completely BS. Second thing about King Willie is he had the Jafar cane. He did. He, he had did. the he had the Cobra cane. So badass. <laughs> that may, what he loses in name, he makes up yeah. in accessories. Oh yeah, he looked badass. Just get another name. King <laughs> Willie. King Willie sounds playful. It's like, come on, come on. I I don't know about these gangs, but. It, you know, there's this gang war and all this stuff's going on. And they're like, they're, I mean, they're open firing with like, there was military grade weapons in the middle of the street in the yeah. daytime, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But did oh, that yeah. throw you off that that was during the day? It was like, it, it's like no. at noon. It was, I think it was uh, definitely calculated to show right away, first scene, middle broad daylight, this city is overrun by gang warfare. What are we going to do? The city is on fire. Do you think that's an accurate portrayal of like future Los Angeles? Because like we've done other movies on this show. We did Time Cop. We did uh, Demolition Man. We've done these movies where there's a futuristic Mm -hmm. view. 
this isn't that far in the future, but is this like a so, realistic view? I mean, w- without getting into today's politics, Drew, yeah. I will say this. Are we closer to all-out uh, gun warfare in the streets or an all-out utopia? Well, yeah, you're right. We're, we're, we're closer, to the, we're closer to, the, to, the, to the hellfire and brimstone than we are the utopia, so... Where's the predator when you need him? Yeah, yeah, we just got to call the predator. Where's the predator when you need him? (laughs) I'll be safe. We talked about the hot, the heat wave too. So summer of Sam and all the stuff. But like people, have you ever seen a sweatier movie that's not on Cinemax at 11 p.m. or like on a Friday? Like there's there's few. There's very few. That's for sure. This is like without getting into it. I mean, this is like the hottest movie I've ever seen. So the the only the only movie that's hotter is uh, is Do the Right Thing. I feel Spike Lee. Yeah, that's Spike Lee. Do the Right Thing is the only movie in cinema history that looks hotter than this movie. <laughs> I mean, like literally everyone has yeah. pit stains, yeah. shirt stains, back stains, dripping sweat. Like, who's yeah. the sweat guy on set? Is that yeah, why man. they lost best makeup? Like all the makeup yeah. was running. Like, yeah, it was running. Yeah, it was running. Yep. That's Are they true. just hosing people down in between scenes? Like, is there a reason why it was hot? I don't really understand the narrative reason. I think I mean, it's I like it's... we said, like we joked about it, but it, but we, you know, the sum, the summer of Sam thing, you know, it adds to the people are hot and angry and scared. It's like, it adds to the, to the paranoia is that we just can't escape this place. This place is unbearable. It adds to it. When, and to add on top of that, there's a, there's a show that's filmed inside of this but the guy Tony Pope is, yeah, is yeah. has a show called Hardcore. Yeah, it's just a, what do they call it? It's not, not shock news, but it's like uh it's like the Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Yeah, like, that, yeah, that kind of thing. Show you know, get, getting the getting porn. the murder caught live on tape. There's like this n- constant news cycle of feeding paranoia, but like this guy's showing the real deal. I mean, there's no, yeah. there's it's obviously live and happening right in front of Hardcore. Him. Yeah, poor the poor people in the streets are going nuts, and the mayor is out on vacation in Lake Tahoe, Drew. <laughs> What's, I where's the mayor? Part. Where's the mayor? The the Tony Pope called him out. I, I missed that part. <laughs> you you called. You reminded me, and I, I actually yeah. f- didn't catch that line when I was watching yeah. it. It's so funny to me. So yeah, I mean, uh, clearly shades of Ted Cruz in Texas. Yeah. you know, there's this no power. Be... There's no power in Texas. Ted Cruz is off <laughs> off of Cancun. Man, <laughs> there's bullets you know, flying to the streets, and the mayor's out in, in Lake Tahoe. Is Stephen Hopkins like a visionary here? Is he like Nostradamus yeah. here? Is, is that like what this that. is about? <laughs> So uh, before we move on from Tony Pope, I got to say that I loved the idea of the character, but Morton Downey Jr., who plays Tony Pope, could have gotten better. Listen, we we had the we had the same guy, and it was Shooter McGavin. I forget his real name, but for a second I thought this dude was Shooter McGavin. I had to look up IMDb, make sure it wasn't when I was watching this movie. But I feel like we both said the guy looked like Shooter McGavin. It should have been Shooter McGavin. I think it's Christopher McDonald's the actor. That's his name. Okay, I I think that. I thought it was him for a second too. I'm yeah. like, man, why is this not the guy who plays Shooter McGavin? Yeah. Like he it's almost like, like, like you know how the the fake Billy Bob Thornton, the pitcher from Major yes. League, that's that's like this guy Shooter McGavin is Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> it really so. is. He really should have yeah. been him. But yeah. I like the idea of this guy narrating. Like I wish he was in it more. It was a good He's character. A they, they didn't use him. They didn't use him enough. And also, he was not very good, was he? So no, maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe there's more scenes of him. They were like, we can't use. This. They they should have used him as more of a narrative to kind of tell the story because yeah. I thought it would have been cool to see it like yeah. from a, like a Nightcrawler scenario where there's like all this chaos happening. He was only in it for Jan- Danny Glover to say "f you" and punch him and a bunch of other things. But I would have liked if his character was more like the POV, like we see through him or something. I yeah. thought that would have been a really cool like and, touch. And not to knock the movie. I hate, I don't want to knock the movie because I did like it, but 
what was there only like seven Jamaicans and seven Colombians? Yeah, in the there wasn't. Like once they both get taken up our predator in their in their rooms or whatever, it was kind of done. It would have been cool to have Tony Pope throughout the movie, kind of like maybe maybe interview one of them. Maybe they're running scared. You know yeah. how like you know same thing with Batman. How the, the the criminals are afraid of Batman coming out at night. Maybe maybe there's a scene where the Colombians and the Jamaicans are scared, looking where's this devil from the sky coming from. You know, I like it was that kind idea. of a missed opportunity. It's another thing where they, the misuse of, of a city setting. Yeah. And, and the other thing was the gang war was in the very beginning, but it, it was done then. It, was and done. it wasn't throughout. And I, I would have liked if Danny Glover was caught up in that more like, and, yeah. and it was more of a thing where mm-hmm. he, he had to be careful because he's going against yeah. the predator, but this thing's still lurking and these guys are out there. Yeah, the gang threat was over within the first 20 minutes of the movie. Which was a mistake, I think. It was odd because I was waiting for it to pick back up, and once I realized it, no, he's fighting the Predator, and that's the end of this movie. Yep, that was, I don't know. Let, let I, me, I don't want to harp on the bad, though. Let me give you another thing about the city before we move on, because I want to talk about Gary Busey and what he's doing. But I saw this on IMDb, and, and you know, again, I don't know if the moratorium's over, if I'm allowed. We'll let the listeners decide I'm, here. I'm always going to disapprove. I'm just going silent, to silently judge you. I saw this because this was about filming in the city. So it said the filming of the alley scene was very troublesome for the filmmakers due to the rough neighborhood. The alley was littered with garbage, most of which was used in the film and played mm. with large rats. Mm. Local residents angered by the noise created by the film crew would throw bottles and paper bags filled with feces from the windows at the crew in the alley below. <laughs> Worst of all, the crew found a dead body hidden among the garbage. Quote, the most horrible places I've ever had to film in were the alleys in downtown Los Angeles, Shane Mahan commented. And Predator 2 was shot in a lot of those disgusting alleys. They were dirty, depressing, and gross with people peeing on the walls. Mm. We'd be rigging something and there would be rats there. So, like, clearly it wasn't too much yep. of a special effects in that regard. It was real. Yep. So I'm assuming, like, the uh, the King Willie scene yeah. is, uh, was probably the famous alley there. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah. Especially some of the ones where Glover was chasing him, too. Like, imagine but, but rat hey, man, bags thrown at you. You find a dead body. That's free extra, baby. You don't have to pay <laughs> that person. Yeah. It's free extra. That's real. There you He's go. A, yeah, he doesn't have a SAG card. it's all free baby use it use it let's talk about peter keys and and let's talk about gary Busey. so do you do you want to call it or or should i like the return of gary Busey? you did the research on this yeah so we we decided are we gonna talk about Busey first we can talk about glover first we figured we'll talk about Busey first because his character leads into why we want to talk about danny glover a little bit here so so yeah peter keys paid by gary Busey, a very sane and and uh and lucid gary Busey. um (laughs) not the the endocrine system who, by the way, is in his fourth movie that we've that we've used of him, the very sneaky member of the Five Timers Club coming up here for Gary Busey. Uh, maybe we need to pull a black sheep out somewhere. Do, do um, you count Entourage or no? So, yeah. So here's the thing. Oh, I don't want to count bit movies as a Five Timers Club. If you All cameo right. in the movie, I'd rather not count it. All right. We can put an asterisk next to your name. We'll, we'll, we'll acknowledge you. All right. So, so we did Lethal Weapon, we did Point Break, and we did Rookie of the Year, which are very clearly, you know, feature Gary Busey as well as this movie. Um, if you want to call Entourage his fifth and he's a five-timer, that's an asterisk to me. Yeah, but, uh, I'll, I'll go with you on that. Yeah. So uh, Gary Busey, check check out his previous work in our, uh, in, our, in our library, our catalog, if you will. So as we noted in his plan above uh, in, the, in the opening uh, skit there, he's trying to, he knows all about the Predator. He's done the research. He knows, he thinks he knows all of its tricks. <laughs> Thanks. He's trying to capture this man, this, this beast, this alien, not trying to kill it, capture it and study it, figure out its moves, what it does. How can we use it? How can we weaponize it? Yeah. How can we weaponize this predator? And steal Turn the tech. In, steal the tech. Steal the tech. Put it to war. 
clean up the streets like I want. I'm on Gary Busey's side. <laughs> was he Let's trying to weaponize the Predator or he was trying to take the technology? Like that that part. It's all was, it's all the same. We take gray. the technology to I'm sure it's military based. Yeah. You know? They're feds. They, there's a blanket statement, quote unquote feds, where were the 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 AW FL or something like that. I forget oh, the like OWLF, the Owl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Alf. It's like Wolf, but weird. Alf. Um, I don't know. I forget what it stood for, but I'm sure it's some kind of blanket military operation. It's no BAFTA. So yeah, <laughs> that's clearly not a ball and ass fun times. <laughs> but they're trying to capture this guy. So we have that versus Danny Glover, who's like just trying to clean up these streets, man. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about no alien technology. <laughs> Let me clean up these streets. Who's killing people? Not in my city. He needs the bigger picture in mind, man. I don't care. I don't care what research you've done. I don't care if you understand this enemy more than I do. Get out of my way. <laughs> classic, <laughs> what do you ju- think of that? classic jurisdiction uh, battle between cop and fed, right? Just like I, especially the jurisdiction thing. Like, did you like the fake out where? And I, I don't know when the last time you saw this movie was. So I remembered this. The Busey was was in some federal investigation bureau or whatever. Mid two, yeah, mid two thousands. Yeah, he I was in it. something. But did you like the fact that they sort of made him like a DEA agent and they, he came in under the guise of like, hey, we're looking for drug deals. It was sort yeah. of like a misdirection. Yeah, you have to because what, are you just going to announce to the world I'm looking for an alien? You have to. You can't. You have to come. <laughs> why not, right? That's why, why the men in, that's why the men in black exist. What'd you think of his pheromone sensor? Because what I want to ask you is like, Ooh. he couldn't see the predator. He couldn't yeah. see him mm-hmm. because obviously he's masked with the cloaking technology that we've learned all about from Predator 1 and Episode 112. So in, in episode 113 here, the one we're doing, Predator 2, he's got the same technology, but Peter Keyes is keen enough to know that this thing's leaving a scent. Like, what the hell does a Predator smell like? I have my thoughts, but like, what do you think this thing smells like? And can you smell the pheromones? Are they just like, I don't know. It's, it stinks like sex. I know that. Right? That's what yeah. I would think. This yeah. thing probably yeah. smells like, you know, you ever go to like a farm or something and you smell like farm animals? Like, I think this thing probably smells like a, like a horse or a yeah. cow. Like, it yeah. just, just smell like the thing's yeah. all dripping wet all the time, too. Yeah. So it looks oh, yeah. like it's, 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 it's all sweat. Ooze. It's oozing. It's secreting. It's secreting uh, liquids out of orifices that we don't even know about. <laughs> we don't even know about this thing, man. Like, what does this thing smell like? And yeah. and does it stink? Like, because you can't yeah. see it. You're like, man, what's that smell? Like, yeah. it smells something nasty. It's it like, maybe like, there's a predator yeah. in here. It smells like sex panther. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a it's a pungent smell. It's like, like, maybe there's it's a predator. Like, it's here. like you know, oh man, it smells like somebody just had sex in here. It's like, <laughs> it smells like there's a predator in here. <laughs> same thing. It's like the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That's what it smells like because he's got the little waves of like the the the, the dust of pheromones and stuff, yeah. and he's so, got like a pretty intricate plan too of catching this so, thing. So this guy's done research. He knows. All, all due respect, I got a plan that's maybe a little better than his pheromone okay. bullshit. <laughs> Can we just get a big hose? Spray the down. thing down, and then you can see his outline in the water. Yeah. Like they, Hollow Man, you know, like Invisible Man, that kind of thing. And didn't they know that the water messed, actually messed up yeah. the cloaking technology? Yeah. Shouldn't they have just taken him into a room and turned a sprinkler on? Yeah, instead? turn a sprinkler on, or, you know, just have, have buckets of paint. Start <laughs> sloshing paint everywhere like it's Splatoon, man. Get, get, the the neon, get the neon green paint, get the buckets of green paint, and all of a sudden, this guy's walking around with green paint. Cloaking device does nothing. You know what? Gary B sees the golden retriever of uh, of FBI agencies do, doing too much. You're doing, doing too, too much. much. Do less. Do less. <laughs> like he had all kinds of like nuclear yeah. particles in the room yeah. with like a heat suit. How, hey, how did Arnold beat the predator? Did he do? Did he do too much? No. 
He did less, didn't he? He slathered himself with mud. <laughs> That's all he did, and it worked. He set up some set up some pointy traps and a big stump, and it worked. Some Boy Scout traps, yeah, as yep. they said. Yep. Like this guy's coming in here with like, yeah. and he got cocky, right? He thought he knew the spectrum of light that this guy could see. Yeah. He, tried, he, he, tried to out, he tried to outscience the predator. You can't outsmart an alien. Come you on. Idiot. See, Danny Glover knew nothing, and he won. That <laughs> but knowing nothing is being better than outsmarting the predator. You can't outsmart him, so it's better to better to undersmart him. Is this the equivalent of like where you get somebody that's like a really good at a video game, and then you get the guy like never played it, and they come in and kick your ass, and it's like, yeah. oh, did I do good? Like, did yeah, I win? Did, that's, that's like that's exactly Danny Glover. You got it. You nailed did it. Did I did I beat the predator? Did like, I? Sorry, did I just Peter win? Is that good? Is this high score? He's dead. Is that good? I mean, do you think mm-hmm. that? In a, in a perfect world, right, this guy's plan, do you think it would have been good? Like, I, he, he thought it through, obviously. I, I guess mm-hmm. I guess what we're saying is no. <laughs> like, not really. No, no. No. He thought it through, but he wildly underestimated it, thinking yeah. he's smarter than he is. Well, let's talk about Glover then. So you got Mike Harrigan. I know we're 45 minutes in here talking about him, but eh. this is – is he return? What is his episodes? Because we did Lethal Weapon before. We did Angels in the Outfield. This is his third. Is this he is three? Stuff. Yep. So he. So this is the third timers, and I mean, we're getting. I guess we've done so many episodes, we're getting so close to a lot of these guys. And you said it before, El Scorpio, right? Wasn't El Scorpio like in the hundred timers club because he's El, a stuntman and everything? Oh yeah, we forgot to mention El Scorpio is uh, is a world famous stuntman who's in basically every action movie you've ever seen in your life. Ever. <laughs> you've seen the back of his head in every movie ever. <laughs> The guy was awesome, by the way. I yeah. didn't give him enough credit. So, like, talk good, about random no. henchmen. No, good for him for getting some screen time and actually being able to do a little something with, with his face, you know? We we joked about Glover's, you know, maybe ineptitude and maybe that's why he wins. Did the Predator underestimate him? So let's talk about, we talked about Dutch's techniques and his defense and his offense. Like, how does this compare to Dutch? What do you think about Glover's tactics? Who's the better fighter? Like, let, let's I, talk about him versus versus Dutch. I think it's simple. Like, first one's luck. The second one is just right place, right time instincts. Yeah. Because he doesn't really have a plan. He doesn't know what he's doing. He he's just kind of He kind of comes into rooms firing, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's lucky the Predator made a mistake and dropped his saw. And that kind of was the reason why he won, really. Right. So, yeah, he's he has no techniques. He has no defense. He has no offense. He's, he's winging it the whole time. He's winging it, Drew. And and his his captain was like, stay out of this, and he probably should have. <laughs> he probably should have. <laughs> like I, I don't know, maybe the predator would still be running rampant if he didn't accidentally kill him. It's yeah, like no, he's yeah, got massacred. And, yeah, just like Arnold, just kind of like stumbled upon it. Like I mean, Arnold's a great warrior. Don't get me wrong, Dutch. I mean, you know, Dutch, if you will. But the less you think about it, the, the better your chances are against yeah. the predator. You just kind of just have to go with it. <laughs> you have to just go with it. You got to adapt. Don't know what you're doing. Just just yeah. do something. Yeah, do something. <laughs> do something. But not too much. But not too much. <laughs> too much. Do you think that so you, so it's obvious that Dutch was the better better fighter, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Because for me, like I'm just gonna say this outright. Like there's no way in hell in any nine times out of ten, Danny Glover's getting his ass yeah. killed. So that's the biggest problem with the movie is the believability of Danny Glover being this kind of action star. So we see him in Lethal Weapon. And it makes sense because he plays right. the role of I'm too old for this shit. Um, exactly. Almost at retirement cop. And you know what? He's tired. He has like 17 kids in Lethal Weapon. Like he's had enough <laughs> of everything. It's not just the police work. It's yeah. the, He has no break. The man can't take a bath without getting interrupted. <laughs> We've been over this. We've been over this. So he's like over it. 
But in this movie, <laughs> he's just he's just a cop, man. He's just a normal ass cop. He's yeah. not even a Seagal level cop. His hand to hand skills are to be are to be questioned. Yeah. He's just a cop who's kind of has street smarts. Um, two questions for you. One, like, do you agree? Did you buy Danny Glover as like, should they have gotten someone different for this? Yes. Like, how did you read any stories about guys turning movies down, turning this down, or did they just land on him? I'll be I honest, didn't, I couldn't find anything. I didn't look it up too hard because I mm. I was just fixated on the fact that they didn't bring Arnold back. Yeah. But, you know, we always have a lot of trivia on this show that always talks about, you know, who who should have done should, this. Should have, could have, almost did, but didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like, like who should have been cast and, and who, who wasn't or, or, or was cast in this. And, you know, from my perspective, like, I don't think that he was the right fit for this. I just don't think no. that he was the right actor. And I feel like there could have been other guys that, that would have done a better job. And I, I personally think that Dutch was such a good match for the Predator and such a good, like, like I don't know, commando, that it's so going to be hard to follow up with that. Larger-than-life star, Arnold Schwarzenegger, huge muscles, you know. It's kind of hard to follow that up with just a skinny skinny detective, right? I agree with you. I agree with you. And, you know, I, I, I saw stuff, like, originally about the article, an article that I saw on IMDb that said Gary Busey's character, Peter Keyes, was originally written into the script as Dutch. And that was supposed to be Schwarzenegger's character. It was more of a robust role, and and there would have been a, a sharing of the Glover Schwarzenegger headline. But because Schwarzenegger didn't want to be in it, and there was script and the money and all that other stuff, Keyes got reduced to more of like an anti-hero role, and that's what you saw with with, with Gary Busey. Yeah. But I didn't find a ton, and maybe I just didn't look hard enough. I, I just I don't yeah, know. I, I didn't see anything. Now here's my. I have a I have a theory that I that there's no bearing to this. I've not read anything on this. I feel like the studio wanted Mel Gibson. I would saw Lethal Weapon. Let's get Mel Gibson, and maybe for whatever reason he turned it down, or they couldn't get him, or maybe he was busy doing another movie at the time. Now Mel Gibson wasn't a huge star at the time. Like they had just wrapped Lethal Weapon one, uh, or Lethal Weapon two. I mean, he's getting there. He's Mad Max. Yeah, you know he is he is Riggs, but. You know, his star power isn't so much higher than Danny Glover at this time. Yeah. But I feel like he, like, maybe it's just me projecting the character of Martin Riggs. No, I think it's a fair one. Like, it would be more believable because Riggs is the, is the the lunatic. You could see Riggs doing the things that, that, uh, Harrigan is doing in this movie. Maybe that's just me placing that character in this movie. But I think it would have been more enjoyable. And, And let's be honest, you know. Mel Gibson's a better actor. Yes. I've, I've gone on record at Danny Glover in the past. I've, I've kind of bashed him in both movies that he's, I don't, I think he's like crazy overrated. I don't know, man. I think I, he's more of a dramatic actor than he is an action. I agree star, with it that. that way. I agree with that. And he fits in lethal weapon, even though I don't think he acts very well in lethal weapon. He kind of fits the role. Well, so, he's, he's better cast in that because yeah. of like the way he plays the character. And I think he does a good job of playing yeah. Murtaugh. So and when I, think I see it's the dynamic, yeah. And I don't think he did a bad job in this movie. I just think that there's reasons why this movie isn't. Oh, yeah. And we've listed many of them already in the show. And this is just yet another one is that his his portrayal, his 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 casting in this movie was kind of just kind of miscast. Man, how did I miss this? So I just looked this up and I completely missed this. And this is like the exact kind of trivia that we would have on this show. Well, go now for take it. this for what you will. This is on IMDb. 
In 2020, Stephen Hopkins revealed that he met with Steven Seagal for the lead role in this film. Seagal wanted to play the character as a CIA psychiatrist who knew martial arts. Hopkins passed on casting him, wanting the character to be an, quote, average Joe type. Hopkins also envisioned Patrick Swayze playing the part. How did I miss that? I'm hurt. How did I miss that? I wish you hadn't told me that because now there's like a whole other timeline. A universe where, where Steven movie, Seagal fights the, the Predator. The movie business would have been turned on its head. Yes. Had Steven Seagal done Predator 2, maybe he'd still be acting and in shape to this day Man. rather than being fat and doing, you know, directed, directed on-demand bullshit. Man, and I can't Patrick, believe Patrick it. Patrick Swayze might be alive today had he done this movie. He would have been awesome. He might still this. be alive had he done this he movie. He would have been awesome in this. Oh man, Patrick uh, Swayze. Yeah, I thought, you know, and then I saw another thing here as I was looking oh. this up, and I didn't write this earlier, but it said Hopkins said that Steven or Schwarzenegger refused a supporting role, not because he didn't like the script, but because he refused to postpone the filming of Kindergarten Cop, which started filming in October. Hopkins said he was relieved because if Arnold was ultimately on board, massive script rewrites would have had to been necessary. But man, I, Steven Seagal, why was he not in this? Yeah. <laughs> why so, was he not in this? Yeah, I'm okay with it not being Arnold because I, I like the we idea of new, new, new Predator, new, new Prey. But yeah, oh man. I mean, I, I know we love Skull, you know, but I feel like Swayze would have kicked some serious ass. He would have been great. I, I I just echo everything you said about Glover. Like I like Danny Glover. I think he's good in mm. in in movies. And like you said, I think he's a better dramatic actor. Yeah, definitely. but I just didn't buy him as this cop. Like in this kind of movie, in Lethal this Weapon, it works. Rogue, this rogue cop that drives you know like Ace Ventura to through hailfire and bullets. Yeah, to to protect people, which you know ultimately turns the predator on and gets him onto it. That's not Dan, that's not Danny Glover. I don't like like Denzel Washington or something. I thought he he could have been really good in in this or like a yeah, guy like I that. I don't know. Even him, like Wesley Snipes. I'll take Wesley Snipes. Snipes would be good too in the nineties. We can't. I'm, to me, we can't name any more guys because I feel like Patrick Swayze is the guy. Yeah, for the, he is for the, the guy. for the time. For the time, that's true. Give me Patrick Swayze. Give me, give me freaking, uh, give me Riggs. Give me Riggs yeah. all day. Well, and, and Seagal being Mel. And Seagal being Mike Harrigan to me is yeah. the equivalent of Nicolas Cage being Superman. Like I want to see yeah. that timeline, but I don't yeah. really want it's it to probably, exist. It's probably not. It's probably not for the best. Yeah. Last question for you here. The thing about Danny Glover, what did the Predator think made him a worthy opponent? Because in the first one, you saw Dutch, like he was clearly a worthy opponent. He mowed down that whole city or the the the, the, the thing in the jungle. Like the predator saw that. Like, what made him so, or the opponent here? I, I may be segmenting myself, but I know you know what I'm talking about when I say this. You know, the, you know the Vince McMahon gif, yes, where he's sitting in the chair and, and he the, falls and, backwards, and the, and the bodybuilder, where it's like he gets a little more intrigued after every pose, and then eventually yep. he falls over in his chair at an orgasm. Oh yeah. So when the predator, when, when Danny Glover was driving that car like a maniac through for bullet fire, hanging that, out the, the yeah, side, that was that was him looking like Vince McMahon, intrigued and excited. Like, oh, this guy. Yeah. And then he saw him a little bit in the hallways, kicking ass, killing people with shotguns a little more. Ooh, he's getting a little more riled up. And then on the rooftop, when he guns down El, El, uh, what's his face? El Scorpio. El, El Scorpio. When he guns down El Scorpio and steals the Predator's kill. Stole his kill. That's when he fell over his chair. I, I gotta I, have this guy. Yeah, I gotta have him. This is the guy. This is the guy. He could have shot him in the back right there, but no, 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 no. He's got to save it. Yeah. Let's, let's he, save it. 
he he could have got back on his spaceship and flown home. He had a bunch yeah. of like entrails and 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 what is spines <laughs> yeah. and and oh, helm and heads, yeah. but he when, this when, guy when he shot El Serpico, El Serpico, El Scorpio, <laughs> Al Pacino. What are we doing? <laughs> when he shot El Scorpio <laughs> off of that building. It stunk like Predator in there, big time. Yeah, it, was, it stunk it was, like Predator. The pheromones yeah. were flowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was dripping wet. Yeah. What about some of these side characters? Let's quickly touch on them because we also have to induct someone else into the five-timers club. Dude, these, these five-timers. And I can't, I can't in good conscience allow Bill Paxton in the five-timers club. I just you can't? can't? Why not? Because this is his fifth movie that we did, but is it really? <laughs> it is. I mean, he was Simon in True Lies, <laughs> who is a uh, last row award winner from our that's, awards episode for that's hall for, of fame yeah for best side character um commando <laughs> what was he, he had commando? one he had one line on a, on a cb radio <laughs> is he really in that movie oh yeah he was in there he was more in terminator when he was punk leader <laughs> and got his got his ass kicked and his jacket stolen from arnold <laughs> which was a big thing because arnold's wearing that jacket the whole movie it's a cool jacket <laughs> and and of course, he was in Twister, you know, as yeah. Bill the Extreme Harding. So, I mean, that, that's a real movie. So. <laughs> you can't give him credit for the jacket. Like, I'm giving him. I'm giving him credit for this True Lies and Twister. I can't give him credit for Commando <laughs> and Terminator. The jacket was in it more than he was. Yeah, but he, yeah, he seriously, it was. But he was, in, but he was li- you know, he was literally in those movies. And this is technically the fifth episode that we've done of his. So yeah. So you're saying he, he's not in the Five Timers Club? He's, We're not going to make a YouTube playlist yeah. for him. Yeah, he's he's in you know, here's all the Bill Baxter movies we did. Yeah. Like, he was in Commando. Wait, he was in Terminator. <laughs> I made I made official like YouTube playlists for all yeah. of our five timers. We got JCVD, we had Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we had a couple others out there. We'll make them others, but yeah, I don't know. I I liked him in this, but I feel like he was a poor man Simon. I feel it, it, yeah. his his portrayal here, like he was he, called like the Lone Ranger, right? Yeah, he was trying to cultivate this, you know, this Bill Paxton shtick that he kind of became known for around this era of movies. He kind of did it a little bit in Aliens, the, the small role he had there. And I don't know, like, he just wasn't very good at all. No, he's all right. Him he's and his right. hat. Him and his hat. <laughs> his twin hat with uh, like, with Danny Glover. Yeah, his 30s PI hat. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh, fashion, how about freaking Gary Busey's double-breasted suit? I like that. He looked Dude, badass. Bring back the double-breasted suit. He looked bring good. Back. Yeah. He looked good. And then his little foil suit, the the running yeah. suit from Christmas the Devo, Vacation. The Devo suit. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to lose weight. Yeah. What about, so then there was, we also had a return of Maria Alonso, who played Leona Cantrell, who was the running mate of Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes. the running man. Yeah. I thought she was good in this, but they didn't give her much. Like she didn't no. have a lot to work with. So I, I did like the, the so they, they she, the predator was going to kill her. She was on the subway with a weapon, but he raised her up to kill her. And then he saw with his uh, with his infrared that she was she was with child. Yeah. And then he let her go. So he spared her. A very a very uh, passionate and a very uh, compassionate yeah. predator, I should say. He's not I a wonder, blind killer. I wonder if jungle predator would have would have would have made the kill there. That's a good but, question. But this predator was like, nah, not today. Is that you're, a free, you're free to go? You're free to go. Do they have like predator society rules where they're not going to do that no, because she's it, a mother? I think it's call. I think it's I think it's your call. I think yeah, it's predator's call. predator's choice. Predator's choice. There you go. Yes, Play, yes. Player's choice. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then what about the guy who just pathetically died like investigating the crime scene, Danny Archuleta? Like it was his buddy Danny. And and then like he got stalked yeah. at the funeral. Like it was really bizarre. Yeah. But yeah. like I don't know. That guy didn't really do much either. And you mentioned nah. it earlier. Like 
Predator One had the crew. Like this really wasn't a crew. It was just like Lone Wolf. No, I, it I was really like just it was really just just uh, Glover walking around investigating and Paxton behind him. Yeah, that's all it was. So what? Okay, so let I'm gonna not gonna introduce the villain scale officially. So if you guys haven't listened to episode 112, go back and listen to it. I'll put a link in the show notes. In episode 112, we rated the Predator from 1987 on the Predator scale, right? And that's our scale where we had look, style, hideout, layer, plan, and henchman. He got a five for look and style, a four for hideout and layer, a three for plan, and a one for henchman. He wound up with a 13 out of 20, which is respectable. It's in the upper third of, of the, the villains on this, on this movie, the movies that we've done. I don't think we should, you know, like you said it earlier, I agree with you. Let's not throw them all through the scale again because it's a similar. It is a different yeah. Predator specifically, but I do want to ask you, like, is there any, maybe we can do this throughout the, the episode here or the rest of the episode. Is there anything you want to change? And I'll ask you by saying this, like, how effective was this guy? So compare him to the first Predator mm-hmm. and, and, and what do you think the effectiveness is? Because it's obviously a different player in the game. Yeah. I don't know. Like, definitely felt like a weaker Predator, even though he had more moves, right? Yep. More he tech had more too. moves, more tech. He seemed a little bigger. But... I don't know. Like he's running from 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 Danny from Danny Glover, heading <sighs> out in a meat house. Yeah, he just seemed more um, more willing to to be visible, you know. Yep. Rather than stealth mode. Yep. Which I thought was an interesting choice for a predator to make. You think you want to use that camo a little more than he did? That might have been a creative choice by the director to show Let, him more. Well, yeah, I do want to see him, so it's a good good move. But if we're talking like in the movie, you know, what's he doing, right? Yeah. Well, what about the fixation on the drug dealers too? Like what that's like to me, like so, going after rabbits, like the what's predator. The look, I've, I said this in the, in the, in our episode one twelve. the predator is a cheap ass killer, man. Yeah. Like he's picking people off that don't even know they're in a fight sometimes. Yeah. You know, you got a shooting at B and you got C perched up there in camo, just picking people off with a laser gun. It's not fair. He's a cheap fighter. He's <laughs> like always a has been. laser gun yeah. too. Always has been, always will be. Yeah. He's got auto aim on. It's this guy. So name bots. Yeah. So he's, he's always fighting unfair fights in the subway. Drew, we have the scene where the, <laughs> you know, the guy in the, in the hat and the, in the briefcase is getting bullied by these, these thugs pulls a gun out. All of a sudden the whole, the whole subway is pulling guns out. Predator just happens to be on top of that subway train waiting for people to pick their guns out. So he can start a massacre. Totally. That's, calculated. that's cheap. Those are cheap kills, right? Yeah. So he's always been cheap to me. So I can't, while he's a tough, he's tough to kill. He's also a cheap, a cheap ass. Yeah. I, I, I don't respect him. I don't respect him. I respect his strength. I don't respect his, 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 what do, what do I want to say? I don't, I don't respect his, his methods. His, yeah, I don't, I don't respect his methods. Yeah. What about the whole like voice, right? In the first one, you had the mocking one where he was laughing and using the laugh from one of the, the, the commandos laugh and voice and this he's got some kid asking for like want some candy like i couldn't tell whether that made him more badass or less because it was weird it was more that was more horror element for sure it was creepy right yeah i feel like and that that was that was some of the best horror elements of the first one as well was when he was using this language that he didn't know out of context sometimes or to to bait other people in yeah like i I thought that's a that's a that's a weapon that i feel like they could have used even more to like up the horror factor of it. Do you think this guy's an amateur though? Because like I was thinking about this, is it a conscious choice not to wear body armor? 
So he's cheating mm. with all kinds of tech and all the stuff. He's got the like the biomask. I don't know if that's so he can breathe better or something. Like it obviously operates his weapon because he's got yeah. like the laser sight and all that. Mm -hmm. But like, why doesn't he wear body armor? Like he, he's just like exposed. I think that bullets are like paper cuts to him. It doesn't <laughs> bother him. It just flat out doesn't bother him. It's, it's the like, buzzing of flies. Yeah. It's like if you shoot an alligator with a nine, it's just going to like, <laughs> it won't even know. It won't even penetrate the skin. I mean, shoot me with a nine, yeah. you know, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, and this guy's more scaly. It's tougher material than an alligator, I would he, feel. He's so. just like trickling out of the blood, I guess. And then yeah. this guy, you talk about him being an amateur. You, you mentioned the first guys. Did they send a dud? We said it with the T-800. Mm -hmm. Like, is this, this was, guy also a dud? This was this this was the Predator 1's younger brother. Yeah. That's what this was. It just doesn't, it's like odd to me because he let this old geriatric cop beat him. Yeah. He leaves his gun, he loses his service weapon essentially. Like if you're a cop or you're like a military person and you lose your weapon, like you're deep shit. Yeah. Like it's over. This guy mm -hmm. left his blade and he died because of it. He died because of it. Yeah. He, he couldn't even caletrium him and take him yeah, out yeah. while he was getting, yeah. getting, getting sawed in half. Are you, are you telling me, uh, yeah, as he's falling, he couldn't shoot his mask laser? Up. He had everything. Uh, like he was getting this guy's weak as hell. Like yeah. I, I think that you or I could have taken this guy yeah. out. Well, let's not go nuts there. No, no. <laughs> speak, speak for yourself, there, fella. But <laughs> the the uh, I he lost all credibility for me when he was hanging, basically oh, yeah. grabbing Danny Glover so he wouldn't fall. <laughs> like that's pathetic. Come on, buddy. You're <laughs> better he, than this. And then he went to engage the nuke. <laughs> No, yeah, he tried to nuke himself and he failed at that. <laughs> what a, what a, oh man. Like, why so, didn't he just jump? And, and it's, what it is, is wasted opportunity. It's, yeah. it's wasted potential. It's wasted potential because he's got the tools <laughs> and he, he's got the talent. But I don't, I don't know if it's a lack of focus from this, this predator or what, but something's missing there. And I feel like his buddies that come into the ship have to drag his dead the carcass Lakers? out. They're shaking their heads going, this guy. It's embarrassment. It's embarrassing. He threw he the gun at this guy. Yeah, this guy. This guy. I got to give the gun to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, look, you lose to Arnold. I can understand that. But like I said, it's yeah. like a cop damn near retirement. At least like, Arnold. On. At least Arnold's a specimen. You know, he's a special forces guy yeah. that was mowing yeah. down cities. Yeah. Like, this is like a I mean, look, I'm not taking anything away from the street smarts that Danny Glover has here. He's a good cop. But I just find it hard to believe that he could actually beat this guy. And I yeah. personally don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Do you want to take a point away? Like maybe we just leave it at 13 and we just call it well, for what I think it is. It, but I think it's give and take because we take a point away from plan, but we give a point for layer because we do see the spaceship. The which spaceship is freaking was awesome. freaking awesome. Yeah, with, it with was so cool. And all that. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we can just close it out with that. I mean, I yeah. personally think that the coolest part of this whole thing was that fight at the end where you yeah. saw the spaceship, you saw but, the skulls. It was awesome. But yeah, I stand by my theory that, yeah, I mean, no disrespect to the Predator's actual ability, but the two Predators that we saw in Predator 1 and 2 are dud Predators. Yeah. And they're, they're probably from the same lineage. I think this Predator is the younger but larger brother, just much like Kane is the younger brother of the Undertaker, but Kane is larger. Yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> your, 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 your little brother is actually bigger. This is this That's this scenario. And... He just learned all the bad, all the bad moves from his brother. And look, maybe it's a cop out, but we'll call it thirteen. I'll make another entry in the villain scale mm -hmm. diary here. Thirteen yeah. out of twenty. I think you're right. Like it's probably give a point, lose a point. It's the Mike Barnes, Terry Silver technique here. You got to take mm -hmm. one away, add one. Let, yep. Let's go with that. I think that's fine. But you mentioned other predators, and maybe we could we'd be remiss if we don't end Predator Month talking a little bit about. Yep. I know you and I watch Prey. 
we don't have to rate any of these predators, but I do want to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about some of the films because yeah. I watched Prey. I know you did, and we should preface this: no spoilers. We will not give any away right now because it's a brand new movie. But I highly recommend that you check it out yeah. if you are a fan of yeah. of this series. I thought yeah. it was awesome. It's currently a Hulu exclusive. It just came out a couple weeks ago, and it is like I, I blasphemy to say. And I'm, and I'm going to stop short of saying that it's better than the first one. I kind of agree. But I thought it was so well made. The the setting was awesome. The use of the tribes and I don't know the 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 actress. I'm, I'm missing her name. She was but so she was badass great. in it. She was so badass in it. Yeah, I and like she was it, great. I think I think it the the predator itself looked very intimidating. Was the best fighting predator that we've seen in a movie. I felt the most physically imposing. I didn't know if the main character was going to make it out of it or not. Like it yeah. was very, it was very much a, a bleak scenario and also like a formidable fight between her, her brother and, and her going up against this guy amongst the other tribe, other members of the tribe. Dude, like I, I love the simplicity of it just being yes. out, just being out in the open. Yeah. I think, I think what Prey does really well and, and I'll, I'll say this is it gets back to what you said. Don't do too much. Yep. They weren't trying to have some complicated, convoluted plot. It took everything that the 1987 Predator did, and I think it built upon it. And I think mm-hmm. it, it was a very simple setting. There wasn't tons of characters that needed some crazy backstory or whatever. They didn't try to make it bigger than it was. It was contained to a specific geographic region. Yep. It wasn't this crazy movie. Like I just thought it was simple, and it was really good because of how simple it was. And I think movies need to get back to that. Yeah, like and everything the, is yep. a cinematic universe now. Like, give me this. Mm-hmm. It's self-contained. It was great. Obviously, the use of primitive weapons because it was in the 1700s. Yep. Um, Native American tribe. They're using hatchets. You know, they're using bow and arrow. The predator itself, while it had its technology, it had its cloaking technology, the laser was replaced with kind of a more primitive, you know, it's like a crossbow almost, cross bolt bolt arrow type uh, tri shot kind of thing. And yeah, I just, I can't say enough about it. Like it's, it was so good. I, I, I definitely was blown away. It. I was blown away by how good it was. I definitely recommend you all check it out. Even if you can get a free trial to Hulu, it's worth it. If you're a fan of this series, like go check it out. Like that was, that is besides the first one. It's my favorite in the whole, mm. I haven't, and look on the record, I haven't seen some of these other ones. Maybe we can talk about them really quickly, but yeah. like, do you think that it stands up? Like if you had to rate that, like where would you rank it? Would you put it it's, right below the first one? It's two, it's two. And I, and I can't wait to watch it again, honestly. Yeah. Um, the the uh, other sequels, uh, aside from the Alien versus Predator series, which I, I've only seen once each, and they were at the time they were released. Let me tell you, man, two thousand four was a part in time. You call it the new metal era yeah, of, of movies. It and, is, and, and, and great, and greatly, greatly coined. It is. You can't see the fights in this movie. Too dark. The, it's too dark and the the it moves too fast. It, it's like a shot. Like Transformers did a similar that thing. That was the where, shaky cam. Yeah, thing. shaky cam. You can't see who's fighting who. So it's just a sh- you're watching a shaking camera getting a seizure. That's all you're, you're doing. Like, who wants to see yeah. that? <laughs> so like the concept of Alien versus Predator was built up for how many years? When we saw the freaking head, the skull in Predator Two in the ship. Oh man, are they ever going to fight each other? Are we going to see this fight? This is awesome. And the build up it was like Freddy versus Jason's level of. Oh man, whose side are you on? Can't wait to watch it. It's definitely a theater movie. Then you get there and it's just, they botched it so bad. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, I agree with you. I saw that in the theater. The human characters sucked and it's just, there wasn't, there wasn't enough of actual like good, maybe like the special effects couldn't handle what they, what they actually envisioned in their brains or what. Total letdown. And Requiem was a lot of the same. They slowed it down a little bit. But it's still the the movie had no 
no uh soul. And maybe that's a maybe that's a um maybe it's just that's what you get when it's you a take big the studio hum- movie. when you take and you take the human element out of Alien mm-hmm. versus Predator. Obviously there's human characters in these movies, but it's not like, you know, common goal this group versus Predator, you know. This group fighting off an alien where you're you know you're fighting for the for the, the humans to follow through. I don't know, it's just they 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 just flopped both of them. Are those movies like, and I don't know them as well as you do, because like I saw the first one, Alien vs. Predator. I remember, I think you and I watched that together in the theater one time. Probably. I'm pretty sure yeah. with our friend and listener of the podcast, Julio. I'm pretty sure we saw that together, but like, are these things regarded in the fandom? Because I'm not, I'm not in the lore of all of this. Like, I love Predator 1 and I love Predator 2, and Prey was the next one that I saw besides AVP 1. But like, I haven't seen Predators, I haven't seen The Predator, like, I haven't seen some of these other movies. Like, are they like, held up in there or not i don't know yeah so alien versus predator i'm not even sure we count them in predator lore but they're awful and they're like they're they're way bottom anyways yeah so predators 2010 with adrian brody and uh topher grace among others i think danny trejo's in it um i've seen it twice i believe that it's it's a surprisingly good movie i haven't seen it it has a lot going on for it so the plot of that movie is we see the the characters one by one get dropped out of the sky um, barely surviving, last second pulling their parachutes. Come to find out, they were drugged, knocked out, whatever, and brought to this alien planet. That's and they're cool. being hunted. They're being hunted. I guess in their, I don't know if it's a home territory of the predators or just a, you know, just a neutral, neutral planet or whatever. But uh, and there's three predators, and they all have distinct abilities. You know, one has like this falcon that can like detect them. One has like hounds that can you know trace them on the ground, and one's like this major, you know super buffed out one like super shredder kind of but that one had a good good pace to it um the jungle setting is back there was some comedy but they didn't rely on the comedy wasn't overdone wasn't overdone and it's just an overall good movie and i think that uh it's worthy of a rewatch or a first watch i haven't seen it and you yeah. actually make me want to go watch yeah, it it's good i still have hulu right now and yeah i have to check it out because it's, it's all good. on there the predator on the other hand the, the 28 2019 or 18 i forget the year shane black version that was people hated it. People f and hated this movie, and I think for good reason. If you're a fan of the Predator, it turned it into a comedy. Yeah, and it kind of yeah kind of made the Predator look like a bitch a little bit more so, more so as an overall bitch than uh, than us joking about it, right? And the characters all kind of stunk. There was this weird. The main character was this little boy who's on the spectrum, and they kind of made it out to be a superpower, but it was kind of in a and that's an offensive in, in a borderline of disrespectful, offensive way. Yeah, and it was very problematic. So you think that you you have Shane Black helming your movie, you're in good hands. It was a rare flop for him. Really? Yeah, and I enjoyed it for what it was, but there's no, I have no need to go back to it. And um, I would say it's a skip for sure if you want yeah. to save your two hours. I, I'm definitely interested in watching the one with Adrian Brody, like you, you like mentioned. It. Oh yeah, I, it's yeah, you it, it's totally doable. It's totally a rewatchable movie. So I, I do. What would you say? That, so would you put that one as like the third one? The, the yeah. Predator is like the third the, one. The Predator is the third one. Uh, no, it's Predator. Yeah, two? the third. Yeah, I would say Predator 2010. Predators. Yeah. I know it's it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> one okay, one Predator in '87. One yeah. Arnold. Two, I would say Prey. Yep. The new one. Three Predators, Brody. Okay. Four Predator 2. And so Predators and Predator 2 are like neck and neck. They're like okay. 3A and 3B to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then freaking Shane Black is like, is, is, like, is like down to number 99. I, I got to say, like, I'll tell you, like, to, clo- to close out my thoughts on this one, 
I really like this movie. Like, I, yeah. I actually really like it. Like, I was it, surprised. It, it feels like 1990 to me, and maybe that's like a comfort area for me or my comfort zone. But I just really like the overall vibe of it. I liked the expansion of the lore. I like the city vibe, like you said. You know, I liked Danny Glover. I just think he was miscast in this. And I, I really think that it was an interesting expansion of the story on top of where it was coming from. And I feel like they did a good job with it for what it yeah. was. Like they had big shoes to fill. The first one was obviously a really good movie. And you had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, how do you how do you follow that up? And, you know, you got this guy who didn't really have a huge directing career. He, I thought he did a good job. Like, overall, yeah. I think this is a good movie, and I, yeah. I, it's enjoyable. It's technically well done. Um, the story is a little, a little weak. Uh, totally miscast the star, that's for sure. But I agree with your points. I totally agree with your, um, the city vibe. Um, 90s action movie in the yeah. city. Cop movie. Kind of gives off some Seagal vibes of him running the streets. Um, it has that like feel, it's like the shot of it. I don't know. There's kind of a reddish hue to the movie. It leads it leans into the heat. It's hot and wet. Yeah, yeah. It's hot and wet, and steamy. Sexy. Hot, wet, steamy, sexy. Um, oh, we didn't we didn't even talk about the the you gotta have boobs. Oh yeah, the it's hardcore an 80s, Cinemax it's, 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 sex it's, it's, scene. It's a, there. it's a 90s action movie. You gotta you gotta have a sex scene. But they and added there's an, like there's an lot. unnecessary sex scene. Yeah, unnecessary. It was, yeah. it was like completely unnecessary, and you got yeah. like 15 seconds of it. It's like yeah. what what am I watching? Yeah. Yeah, you, turn, you better turn the mute on when your mom comes in the room. Yeah. Tell you that much. It's definitely a Skinamax style. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I hope people enjoyed Predator Month. This is the first time we did like a back to back, like first one on sequel. If people are enjoying that, please let us know. Write into us the Last Row Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know on the episodes page on the website, thelastrowpodcast.com. There you can leave a comment on the page. Leave us a comment on Facebook or the Instagram post. Let us know you guys enjoying this type of thing. Maybe we'll do more like intro, sequel, triple, whatever we want to say, trilogies, and, and we'll do some back-to-back. But I had fun watching these things, and they definitely didn't disappoint. And, you know, I think we uh, I think we should do something like this again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you guys are enjoying the show, please consider leaving us an Apple Podcast review or a Spotify review or Podchaser review. As Bad we said, we'll, we'll try to come up with some goals to hit 100. But... Uh, definitely thank you to everyone that left one so far. We'll be back in another two weeks on Thursday, September 15th with a new episode for you guys. And well, I know we'll see you uh, in two weeks. So do you think that Peter Keyes was, was studying them? What kind of like other experiments was he doing with these pheromones? Like he's, he's obviously looking at this thing. He knows, he says he wants to use it. Use is gonna, you? Is he going to use this thing use it he said is he gonna experiment with it i mean the thing's pretty wet it's, it's kind of like uh you know holy god it's like, <laughs> peter keys you're not sick are you we don't know what his ultimate